Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 21st of September, let's begin with updates from the city. The Karnataka government released 5,000 cusecks of water from the Krishna Rajasagara Dam in Mandya district to Tamil Nadu for the next 15 days, as directed by the Kaveri Water Regulation Committee. This decision was made at the CWMA meeting in the national capital. The next CWMA meeting is scheduled for September 26th. In other headlines, Karnataka celebrated the inclusion of sacred ensembles of the Hoysala in UNESCO's World Heritage Sites. Chief Minister Siddaramaiah expressed pride, emphasizing the state's commitment to tourist safety. BJP MP Tejasvi Surya also hailed the achievement on his social media, highlighting the architectural marvel of Hoysala temples. India now boasts 42 UNESCO sites including Belur, Halibid and Somnathpura. In some more news, the BBMP is cracking down on illegal construction and demolition waste dumping in the city. Officials from Solid Waste Management are instructed to take legal action. Supervisors, health officers and ward marshals must inspect vehicles carrying CND waste illegally and report them to the police. Producers are primarily responsible for proper disposal. Dumping in unauthorized areas violates waste management rules and may lead to penalties of up to Rs 10,000 along with legal action. Up next, a sudden downpour this week has resulted in widespread flooding across the city, revealing the inadequate state of roadside drains, especially within residential areas. Despite a recent expenditure of nearly Rs 6,000 crores, BBMP engineers have overlooked the need for efficient rainwater drainage. Various areas including Vartur, Balagere and MG Road were submerged, with prolonged water accumulation causing road closures and traffic congestion. Now on to other news. Construction work is in full swing for a multi-level car park and ramps near the market side of Yashwantpur railway station. The redevelopment costing Rs 380 crores is set to conclude in July 2025. Southwestern Railway provided an update highlighting progress on the eastern side. The station will feature a spacious air concourse, 14,800 square meters, akin to airport lounges, and a 6,000 square meters multi-level car park accommodating two-wheelers, cars, autos or cabs, and more. Moving on, seven leopard cubs aged 3 to 10 months succumbed to the feline pan-leukopenia virus at Bengaluru's Banargata National Park. Recently, nine leopard cubs were introduced to the safari area, where three fell victim to the infection. Four more cubs initially rescued from different areas also perished at the rehabilitation centre. Blood tests confirmed the presence of the virus. Infected animals exhibit digestive problems with a notable decline in white blood cells leading to exhaustion. Meanwhile, the Karnataka State Dementia Action Plan addressed the escalating dementia crisis, aiming to alleviate its impact and improve care quality for patients and caregivers. Developed in collaboration with Dementia India Alliance and NIMHANS, the initiative responds to the 5 lakh dementia cases projected to double by 2036. Its prevalence among those above 60 is 7.4%, with only 10% of cases diagnosed and treated in India due to widespread ignorance and stigma. On a different note, the Kambala, a traditional buffalo race in coastal districts of Karnataka and Kerala, will commence on November 11th this year. The Kambala Samiti plans to organize 24 events this season, including one in Bengaluru on November 25th. Last year, 18 events were held across three districts. 
The committee is working to limit each kambala to 24 hours and has formed a nine-member committee to establish rules and regulations. National news. Moving on to the national news, former Congress President Sonia Gandhi urged for immediate enactment of the Women's Reservation Bill and advocated for OBC quota within reserve seats. She expressed the Congress Party's support for the bill in the Lok Sabha. Gandhi criticized the potential delay due to delimitation and census, asserting that SCST and OBC women should also receive reservations, alongside a caste census. She praised Indian women's selflessness and diligence in her inaugural speech in the new parliament. Meanwhile, Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin launched the Kalagnar Women Entitlement Scheme, providing monthly assistance of 1,000 rupees to women heads of families. Named Kalaignar Magalir Urimai Tittam, it honours DMK founder C.N. Anadurai in Kanchipuram. The scheme allocating Rs. 7,000 crores this year acknowledges women's domestic contributions and aims to uplift them from poverty. Stalin emphasised that it's a right, not merely assistance, benefiting around 1.45 crore families. The initiative stems from the Dravidian model's principles. In more news, Kerala CM Pinarayi Vijayan announced a seroprevalence study on the recurring Nipah virus in Koriko district. This survey, endorsed by WHO, assesses infection rates and immunity, aiding in understanding disease patterns and risks. The move comes as the Indian Council of Medical Research offers no clear explanation for the virus's recurrence. Vijayan assured comprehensive efforts to contain and treat cases. Early detection and coordinated preventive measures have averted more widespread outbreaks. Shifting our focus, 10 students from government schools in Andhra Pradesh participated in a two-day United Nations Sustainable Development Goals Summit at the UN headquarters in New York. They showcased educational reforms introduced by the state government. The students, predominantly from underprivileged backgrounds, had a unique opportunity to interact with esteemed academics and professors. State Education Minister Botsa Satyanarayana praised their achievements, highlighting their humble backgrounds. The students emphasized initiatives like Nadu Nedu and Jagannana Vidya Divana. In a general weather update for the country, a new low-pressure area has formed over the West Bay of Bengal, indicating an upcoming active monsoon phase in Maharashtra starting today. Pune and adjacent areas can expect increased rainfall from September 22nd, possibly with isolated heavy downpours and thunder activity. Vidarbha and North Maharashtra will experience substantial rain, while other regions may receive lighter, scattered showers. International news. Turning our attention to international news. Canada's Conservative Party leader, Pierre Poilievre, urged Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to present evidence supporting his claims of Indian agent involvement in Hardeep Singh Najjar's killing. India dismissed Trudeau's assertion, sparking a diplomatic dispute. Poilievre called for transparency and emphasized the need for credible facts, highlighting the government's swift response to Najjar's case compared to past allegations of Chinese interference in Canadian elections. In ongoing news, Chinese meteorological authorities issued heightened warnings for heavy rain and strong winds across multiple regions following a deadly tornado in Jiangsu province. The incident prompted vigilance against coastal winds near the Yellow Sea. Alerts were issued for several other regions including Guizhou, Hunan, Anhui and Hubei. Persistent storms, remnants of Typhoon Haikui, led to evacuations and landslides in southeastern China. In a recent development, the US and France swiftly moved to intervene in the Azerbaijani offensive in Nagorno-Karabakh, triggering intense diplomatic efforts at the United Nations. France urgently called for a Security Council meeting, denouncing the operation as illegal and unjustifiable. 
French Foreign Minister Catherine Colonna held Azerbaijan responsible for the Armenians' fate, condemning the use of heavy weapons including in populated areas. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken urged Azerbaijan to halt military actions and de-escalate the situation. In some other news, many Rafflesia flower species, known for their large red petals, face extinction according to recent research. Rafflesia, a parasite, thrives on tropical vines in Southeast Asia, producing some of the world's largest blooms. Of the 42 examined species, 60% face severe extinction risk due to habitat loss and insufficient conservation efforts. Urgent cross-regional action is needed, emphasized Oxford University. Despite challenges, successful conservation examples exist, such as in West Java and West Sumatra. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman urged full automation of regional rural and cooperative banks. She directed the Department of Financial Services to analyze the gap between loan sanction and disbursement in these banks. Sitaraman launched the Kisan Rin portal and Ghar KCC Abhiyan to extend the Kisan credit card scheme benefits to farmers nationwide. The initiatives aim to revolutionize agriculture and enhance financial inclusion. Over 1,40,000 crore rupees in insurance has been disbursed to farmers. In more business news, enterprise data protection firm Comvault has appointed Sarf Sarvanan as its inaugural chief custom officer. With extensive experience in customer-centric development and delivery, Sarvanan most recently led Microsoft's Global Delivery Center. Comvault's president and CEO, Sanjay Mirchandani emphasized the significance of Sarvanan's appointment in the current hybrid cloud landscape. Sarvanan emphasized the importance of offering unparalleled cyber resiliency and leveraging AI with SaaS for competitive advantage. Next up in some tech news, WhatsApp owned by Meta announced plans to integrate credit card payments and rival digital payment services directly within its app in India. Currently, WhatsApp Pay is restricted to 100 million users due to regulatory constraints. The update will allow users to conduct payments seamlessly within WhatsApp using services like Google Pay, Paytm and PhonePay. This strategic development aligns with Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg's vision of business messaging as a pivotal growth driver. Moving on, Asus, the Taiwanese laptop giant, is set to shift crucial component suppliers from China to India. Teaming up with contract manufacturer Flex, it will establish a factory in Chennai. Leveraging India's revamped Rs 7,000 crore production linked incentive scheme for IT hardware. This strategic move anticipates strong demand growth in the Indian market amid economic slowdowns in China, the US and major Western markets. In market news for September 21st, the Sensex witnessed a decline of 839.82 points or 1.24% closing at 66,757.02. Similarly, the Nifty experienced a decrease of 245.60 points or 1.22%, settling at 19,887.70. Among the listed stocks, 1,196 showed advancement, 1,933 faced a decline and 78 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee strengthened following reports of intervention by the Reserve Bank of India, RBI, in the forex markets. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Actor Jim Sarp, known for his roles in Made in Heaven 2 and Rocket Boys, acknowledged the competitiveness of showbiz in a new interview. Instead of fixating on his peers' endeavors, he said he prioritizes honing his craft. While he experiences insecurities, he confronts them by dedicating himself to his art. Sarb emphasized channeling energy into characters and playing substantial roles 
keeping his personal life private to avoid gossip. In news from Hollywood, singer Rihanna and ASAP Rocky shared an endearing family photo shoot featuring their newborn son Riot dressed in pink attire and their older son Raza in a grey and yellow ensemble. Rihanna looked stylish in a denim jacket while Rocky wore a white vest. The photos were posted by celebrity photographer Digsy, welcoming Riot Rose to the world. Fans praised the beautiful family. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, on the 100th birth anniversary of Akineni Nageshwara Rao, a golden statue was inaugurated at Hyderabad's Annapurna Studios recently. India's Vice President M. Venkaya Naidu unveiled the statue, joined by film luminaries including Nagarjuna, Naga Chaitanya, Ram Charan, Mahesh Babu and Namrata Sharodkar. Nagarjuna and Naga Chaitanya, who carry on ANR's legacy, hosted the event. Spooler Sports In sports news, in his inaugural Asian Champions League match, Cristiano Ronaldo failed to score as Al Nasser defeated Persepolis 2-0 in Tehran. The game, held at the Azadi Stadium without spectators, was a consequence of a 2021 offensive social media post by Persepolis, leading to fan exclusion. Saudi players Abdul Rahman Gharib and Mohammad Qasim secured the win. Despite Ronaldo's presence causing local excitement, Al Nasser's training was disrupted. In more sports updates, visa delays disrupted the travel plans of team members heading to India for the inaugural MotoGP race. Notably, Spanish rider Marc Marquez and world champion Joan Mir faced flight rescheduling due to visa issues. The delays prompted the cancellation of a pre-race event. The Grand Prix of India acknowledged the unforeseen challenges, assuring prompt visa processing. Riders like Fabio Quartararo and Raul Fernandez eventually boarded their flights. Wrapping up sports news, India delivered a commanding performance defeating Cambodia 3-0 in the Asian Games men's volleyball opener. The Indian team secured a comfortable victory of 25-14, 25-13, 25-19 in the Pool C match. A formidable challenge awaits them against South Korea, ranked 27th globally in their upcoming game. Japan, China and South Korea are the dominant forces in the men's volleyball competition, with Japan boasting 16 gold medals in the Asian Games. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Exciting news for foodies at Hyatt-centric MG Road, in collaboration with Sudo Foods, brings you a delectable experience. Indulge in vegan delights at the Sudo Food Brunch, happening on the 24th of September at 12.30pm. Catch popular comic Inder Sahani as he headlines his latest stand-up special in the city, Abhay Aapki Bari, performing live at Just Bangalore Brigade Road on the 22nd of September at 9pm. Attention bookworms, get ready for Lock the Box and dive into a sea of 1 million titles, all at unbeatable prices. Just choose your box size and fill it up with your favourite reads. Happening at the Nexus Koramangla Mall, Hosu Road, on the 25th of September at 11am. Join a beginner's art class with the exclusive texture painting workshop conducted by art experts at Studio Chavi Belandur on the 23rd of September at 1pm. You can also catch Abhijit Deshpande in his latest outing, performing live at the Tag Comedy Club Koromangla 4th Block on the 23rd of September at 7pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On 21st September, Bengaluru will experience mostly cloudy skies with minimal precipitation expected. The maximum temperature is set at a warm 28 degrees Celsius, while the minimum will be a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. The heat index accounting for humidity is projected to reach a hot 31 degrees Celsius. 
This peak temperature aligns closely with the typical September average of 28.3 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute podcast. The Bengaluru Commute podcast powered by Spooler.